Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode was recorded last night at a venue I'd never been to before for an event I'd never heard of before until I was introduced to it by our first guest, Unique Technique. It's a bit of a longer episode, so I'll just do an intro, I won't do an outro. So, Unique Technique is a performer that comes quite regularly to our open mics. He's a rapper, he used to perform to a backing track, but lately he performs just a cappella, and then I drum the beat for him. And he invited me to play a show with him yesterday. The venue was Winston's Cafe in Greenwich, and apparently it used to be the home of an open mic night, but now they have showcases instead. Once a month, I'll get a few acts from the open mic circuit to play a slight, it's like longer sets. So last night it was The Gillies, then Unique Technique, then Who Slapped John, and then Apoplexy. And on today's episode, you'll first hear me talking to Unique Technique before his set. And then you'll hear me talking to Soka Samuel, who's another frequent performer at our open mic nights, who came down to support, which I, which I thought was a, a very sweet thing to do. So first I talk to Unique Technique, and then I speak to Soka Samuel, the Red Indian. That's the full title. And we find out, since it's both of their first times on this podcast, this is us finding out who they are and how they came to be the performers that they are. It was a really fun day. Thank you once again to Unique Technique for inviting me. Thank you to Soka Samuel for coming down to support. Thank you to Winston's for having us. And even though I wasn't hosting or anything, I was just there to perform on the Cajon along with Unique Technique. First of all, I couldn't help but admire the mixing desk they used, which was one step up from the mixing desks, the smaller mixing desks that we use at our open mics. And it was also very similar to the mixing desks used at the rehearsal studios. But once the night was over, I couldn't shake that part of me that's so used to packing up cables etc so i was helping david the guitarist from apoplexy to just wrap up uh you know tie up guitar leads take down speakers and stands etc i don't know i do it four or five nights a week so when i see someone else doing it i feel weird just sitting there not doing it so that was how my night ended but thank you again to unique technique and circus samuel you'll hear them in that order and i'll put some links to where you can find more of their stuff in the show notes but thank you very much for listening i have a rehearsal and then an open mic night to go to today so i really really should be getting out of bed which is where i'm recording this intro but thank you for listening i'll catch you on the next episode and as always take care and we're recording i am inside winston's cafe just off trafalgar road is it Yep, in Greenwich. We are in Greenwich and I'm here with someone that I'm performing with today. Kindly introduce yourself to the podcast. Hi, my name is Unique Technique. Uh, hello everybody on the podcast. I'm waving but you can't see it. Defeats the purpose somewhat. <laughs> I appreciate the enthusiasm though. So, Unique Technique, when did that name come into being? The name came into being about 1995. Um, it was when I was dealing with depression um, I had a unique technique way of dealing with things so my unique technique was to express it put it in the rhyme put it into poetry basically use a creative and less destructive element that a lot of people would have gone down 
Had you been making music before the name Unique Technique came to mind? Um, not so much making music, but like practicing. Like I used to get like records with instrumentals on side B, so I always played side B first, so just rapping over it. Um, my sister didn't really like me doing rapping because she said that it wouldn't go nowhere and you wouldn't get anywhere in life. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, uh, okay, fair enough. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't want to like say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. But. Look where I am now, and look where she is. <laughs> you had the, you had the passion, you had the belief. Yes. So you come up with the name Unique Technique with an interesting backstory as well. When do you start performing under that name? Um, around about 2000, um, somebody told me about an open mic. I've never been to an open mic before. Um, I went there, saw my mate do it, because he's a rapper as well. Um, big out the scope MC. Um, see, I told you I. Uh, shout you out, uh, <laughs> whether you were listening or not. Right, yeah, someday, um, someday. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, like, he t- he turned around and went, "Oh, you you should go down there. You know, people would like your stuff." Obviously, like, he was trying to encourage me to get out of my shell because I was quite like retiring. I was quite secluded. I didn't really venture out my house much. I was, you know, it was like the open mic was like a lifeline and it came along at the right time and here I am did it feel that way from the first time you did it or did it take some time to get comfortable on the stage first time I, I had to feel comfortable on the stage uh, I didn't feel too comfortable I knew that I could do better and many of the time like after I did an open mic I would kick myself like no you should have done this person done that and then unfortunately um, towards the end of 2000 I got involved in a car accident which knocked out 10 years of my memory which meant that I couldn't memorise lyrics so I had to make them up on the spot and that's what I do now so everything that you hear me do live at the open mic is improvised none of it's written down hence I need it recorded (laughs) (laughs) wow so when I first came across you, it was maybe 2017 or so. Yes, Romeo's that, that, open mics. Yes, that would be that. That would be circa um, uh, girlfriends and magician yes. era. Yes, that song. Yes. So you referred to it as an era. Is that was that around the time you first written that piece? Um, like I said, I don't write it. I just, you know, it just popped in my head. You know, first I came up with a chorus. Basically, the way that I construct a song is I do the chorus first then wrap the verses around it rather than do the other way around. Um, it was quite easy to do, I just... First of all, it was going to be called Your Girlfriend's Gone Missing, Your Girlfriend's Have Gone Missing, and I thought that doesn't really... It doesn't go anywhere, it ain't got multi-layers to it. But if you say if your girlfriend's a magician, then you can throw in that she's gone missing in cabinets and gone through drawers and all this, that, and just build up her scenario that way. And when I did first come across, and like you said, the Girlfriend's a Magician era, you had a CD player, like a Walkman, and that was what you were using for your backing track. Yeah. So, what's the story of your production? I can, you've painted a pretty clear narrative of how you write lyrics, yes. but what about those backing tracks? How did you make those up? Well, luckily, um, I've got a fabulous person called PJ Rocks. Hi, PJ Rocks. Uh, <laughs> who does my um, beats. Um, like we, colla- we collaborate. She makes the music. I make the, put the lyrics over the top. Um, like I, d- I don't know whether I told you this, but my first album has been mixed and mastered. 
I've just got to go through all the technical jargon about like, do I want a clear case, do I want a cardboard case, do I want a sleeve, do I want this, do I want that? It's like, no, I just want it out. <laughs> so, so it is the first album on its way, hopefully imminently. Yes. The material that's on it, how far back does that go? That goes way back. That goes way back. I mean, I'm, I'm such a hoarder, I've still got like tapes from like 1995 of my recordings, like on actual tapes. Wow. Litter in my house. <laughs> so, could you even begin to estimate how much material you have? Not being boastful, probably about thirty thousand, if if all collated, if all collated incorrect. Wow. Quite logical order. And these days, I've seen you quite frequently at the open mics. I tend to play the cajon for you. Yes. While you. Well, you don't just play the cajon. You're 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 a fantastic cajon player. I mean, you know. I don't just like rap over anyone's cord, <laughs> you know. I think uh, you've got the sus of me. You know, you, you, you know my flow. You know my pattern. So it's it, it, it's it's chemistry. It, it, you know that's why it's easy to work with a person that's got the same chemistry. But then it's not like you have to describe what you're doing. Just go with the flow and see where it goes. Yeah, I completely agree. So you said this kind of moving away from backing tracks at the moment. The stuff that you're performing, how many songs are in your repertoire? How many songs are you cycling through when you're performing these days? Uh, could you describe that? So, <laughs> so, let's say, how many open mics do you tend to play on an average week? I try to do one every, every, every day of every week. So let's say you do seven open mic nights next week. How many different songs are you playing? Ooh, uh, that depends. It, one, it depends on the crowd. It depends on if I'm going to get censored. If I'm going to get censored, then a lot of the material gets put to one side. Uh, a lot of my censored material will be on my second album called... Um, what was I going to call it? Sorry. Um, Martyrdom. I was going to call it Martyrdom because it was all about sacrificing everything to get everything that you want. So censored material is on the second album. What's yeah. the title of the first album then? First album is um, a unique experience, which will be like a collation of like all the singles that I've released. How many tracks are slated to be on it? Um, there's there's supposed to be twelve, but there's three hidden. So um, that's a nice touch. That, that takes me back. I don't think in the age of Spotify <laughs> there aren't too many hidden tracks these days. So that's a well. People speak about hot uh, Spotify. I don't even know what that is. You know, <laughs> I'm I, I, I'm not technologically advanced in that aspect. And you mentioned your issues with memory. Yes. Everything you're performing these days is essentially improvised, is that what you said? Yes, that, 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 that's why, like, um, you know, when me and you play, it's different every time. Like, sometimes I could, like, say one verse and it'll completely change by the next time like, I see you, and it, it, it's just a case of, like, going with it. Rather than, like, turn around and saying, well, I could have, like, memorised this or memorised it, I can't memorise it. That's why I did a song called Memory Lapse which, funny enough, happened, so, <laughs> so it's kind of weird. So what about coming up with new material? How is the writing process these days? Are you still coming up with lots of new songs, and is it at the expense of older songs? Like, do you tend to forget older ones as you make up new ones? I did have a, I did have a bit of a memory lapse, a pun, but I had a bit of a memory lapse with um, Girlfriends of Magician. Like, I, I was asked to perform it. This was not last week, the week before, and my mind went completely blank. 
during one verse and then I'm like, oh, okay, I can't remember this verse, I can't remember this verse. But then it all came flooding back, so there is that, there, there is that poise. Obviously a lot of people don't know it's improvised. Um, it, it can go against you and it can go for you, but I just try to, I try to, <clears throat> I try to be as most unpopular with the most popular music. <clears throat> If that's, a, if that's an allergy or what I like, that's a nice tagline right there. Yeah. So this first album, that you've, you're on, almost there with finishing. Yes. Where can people find it? Where can people find out more about you online? I know you're not too technologically advanced, but is there anywhere people can um, find you? At, at, at this precise moment in time, um, probably uh, iTunes might have a couple of my songs. Unfortunately, um, MySpace has got a lot of my material. <laughs> Now, I'm not too happy about but you've got MySpace um, and obviously when the copies are physically released I'll be bringing them to open mic so uh, don't be shy, say hi um, you know, I've got cards if you like what you've seen and you like what you heard I'll pass you a card and you can help spread the word you're so good with the tagline, I've got to say. You need to need, thank you very much for your time, and I hope we have a great show tonight. Thank you. I'll catch you later. I am looking forward to it. Me too. Cool.